0: No matter what you name your prison, God is always right there with you. Your circumstances, no matter how dark it may seem, will never come close to proving otherwise. Welcome to Kingdom Living, a broadcast ministry of author and speaker Sean T. Young, senior pastor of Second Liberty Baptist Church in Quentin, Virginia. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Young. If you would turn with me to Genesis chapter 39, Genesis 39, verses 21 through 23, and then we're going to drop down to verse, excuse me, chapter 40. Genesis chapter 39, starting at verse 21. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Translation, and it says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. He gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's care all the prisoners who were in the prison, and whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The chief jailer paid no heed to anything that was in Joseph's care, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. We go on to verse, chapter 40, verse one says, sometime after this, the cupbearer of the king of Egypt and his baker offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he waited on them, and they continued for some time in custody. One night they both dreamed, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, each his own dream and each dream with its own meaning. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they were troubled. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody in his master's house. Why are your faces downcast today? They said to him, we have had dreams and there is no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God, please tell them to me. One more hop over to verse 20. It says, on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he made a feast for all his servants and lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his cupbearing and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But the chief baker he hanged just as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, uh-huh. but forgot him. Uh-huh. For a few moments this morning, I'm gonna preach from the subject, Lord, don't forget about me. Lord, don't forget about me. You know, many times in our life, we have some absent moments, if you will, some moments of forgetfulness. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of those moments because of so much that's on my mind. Sometimes I forget where my keys are. Sometimes I walk into a room and forget why I went into the room. Many of y'all call that senior moments. I'm not a senior yet, but I still have those moments in time. Some of us have forgotten where we put our eyeglasses. It might be right on the top of your head. And again, what about those intangible laps in memory? Sometimes we're in the midst of conversation and we forget what we're talking about, forgetfulness. But it's one thing to be forgetful, but it's another thing to be forgotten. I want to ask you all the question, have any of you ever experienced the feeling of being forgotten? Have you ever entertained the idea that God might be too busy for you or your problems? Or maybe too disinterested in your thoughts or your wanderings, Or too distant to be available in your life. Sometimes we as believers have felt that we are forgotten by God. But I'm here to let you know that God has not forgotten you. Yes. That God still loves you. God still cares for you. God still has your best interest at heart no matter where you come from. No matter what you're going through, God has not forgotten about you. In our study of overcoming, we have looked at the story of Joseph and we've looked at overcoming betrayal as Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, thrown into a pit, sold off into slavery. Not only was he betrayed by his brothers, his family, those closest to him, but some would even say that he was betrayed by God. We looked at overcoming temptation as Joseph was enslaved in the house of Potiphar. He was put in charge of everything in Potiphar's house. There was a trusting relationship there. But Potiphar's wife, she went too far in her strivings to have Joseph as her own. And Joseph was thrown into jail because of crime that he didn't commit. It would have been easy for Joseph in this repeat moment of despair to feel forgotten. Somehow, though, he didn't soak up the opportunity to find himself sulking. We see here in chapters 39 and 40 that there's a different picture that is painted both of God and of Joseph. And as we continue on in the story of Joseph, we see how to overcome being forgotten. And we know that if God did not forget about Joseph, God has not forgotten about us. So the relevant question on today is how do we know that the Lord has not forgotten about us? First thing we see in this portion of scripture and we understand and know that God has not forgotten about us because we know that our circumstances don't indicate God's memory. Our circumstances don't indicate God's memory. We see here that Joseph is locked up. In portions of scripture, it, it says that it's a prison. Some say that it's the house of the captain of the guard, which is Potiphar. Some say it was in Joseph Lord's house. Some call it a dungeon or a pit. We see that in this portion of scripture. But whatever it is called, we know that Joseph is incarcerated. But verse 21 of chapter 39 gives us hope. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love, and he gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. That gives me hope. It gives me comfort in knowing that God has not forgotten about any of us. In spite of the move that Joseph went from being uh, a slave to being in prison, God continued to maintain the memory for Joseph. He had Joseph's best interest at heart, and he displayed his love and his care for Joseph By his presence in his life. And oftentimes we don't believe that God is with us. But we have to understand that God is with us each and every step of the way. No matter what we go through. No matter what it looks like. No matter what type of hell we feel that we're going through. God is right there with us each and every step of the way. Says the Lord was with Joseph. But not only was he with Joseph. It said that he showed his steadfast love. And he gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. We go back to the early part of chapter 39. We see that Joseph was given favor in the sight of Potiphar, the one who enslaved him, the one who purchased him. And Joseph was working for this man, a man who was held in high regard. He had high position in the kingdom of Egypt. And Joseph was just a young man, 17 years old, sold into slavery by his brothers, a young Hebrew boy. And he was now having oversight over all of Potiphar's agenda. But we also go on and see here that God did not just stop there at Potiphar's house. But as Joseph was in prison, he continued to give Joseph favor in the sight of other people. Whether it's in your pit, God is right there. Whether it's in your dungeon, God's presence is your comfort. Whether it's in your prison, he hasn't forgotten about you, nor has he forsaken you. And no matter what you name your prison, God is always right there with you. Your circumstances, no matter how dark it may seem, will never come close to proving otherwise. How do we know that God has not forgotten about us? We can see verse 23, that our circumstances don't limit God's ability. Take a look at verse 23. It says, the chief jailer paid no heed to anything that was in Joseph's care because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. What we find ourselves in should not dictate and does not dictate the Lord's ability. If there ever was a time where God's Glory could truly shine through. It's in our pain. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth around the 12th chapter. He said, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's in those moments of weakness. It's in those moments of pain. It's in those moments of suffering that we're able to show God's glory shining through in our life. Our circumstances may limit us, but it never limits God. God's word says that with all things, God is able to make things possible. Paul even said that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And we have to be willing to understand that as believers, we're going to go through some suffering. We have to understand as believers that people aren't always going to like what we have to say in the life that we have to live, but we have to continue to trust and depend on God to see us through anything that comes up against us. Despite Joseph's situation, God continued to use Joseph. He continued to promote Joseph and prepare Joseph for the place and the position that God was going to use Joseph. We have to go back to uh, chapter 37 and remember that, God had given Joseph a vision. He gave him the vision that he would have a position of authority over his family. And through the situations and circumstances that he found himself in, God was using those opportunities to prepare Joseph for the place that he was trying to get Joseph to. You have to understand that our pain can carry us to our purpose. Believe that the psalmist was on point when he said, "Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and He will direct your pathways." C.S. Lewis wrote in his publication, "The Problem of Pain," he wrote this quote, "We can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience but he shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a dead world. You know, many times we get complacent in the things that feel good. Many times we, we, we find ourselves not moving past the place that God would want us to go because we get comfortable. And how many of us know that when we get uncomfortable, when we get pressed to the point where we have to make a move, that's when God's glory shines through. It's through those painful moments in our life that we have to trust and depend on God. A lot of times we don't find ourselves praying as much if everything is going right in our life. We don't find ourselves reading God's word when we know that everything is working out the way that we want it to. But let us run into a little bit of trouble. Let, let, let us not have enough money that we, we feel can sustain us. Let, let us have some difficulties in our relationship. And we're down on our knees praying each and every opportunity we get because we're looking for the Lord God to deliver us from what we're going through. It's in those painful moments that we find ourselves depending the most on the Lord. We must understand that difficult circumstances don't indicate that God has forgotten about you and that God will not rescue you. Difficult circumstances don't determine the measures of God's work in your life. How do we know that God has not forgotten about us? At verse 22 of chapter 39, we understand circumstances don't determine our usefulness. Says in verse 22, the chief jailer committed to Joseph's care all the prisoners who were in that prison and whatever was done there, he was the one did it? In order for Joseph to have this favor in the sight of the chief prisoner, Joseph had to be living his life a certain way. And last week we looked at the character and the characteristics that, that Joseph embodied. We understand that because of the situations that he was beginning to go through, he was humbled. Back in chapter 37, we saw that Joseph was a little bit cocky. He thought he knew too much. He he, he thought he was wiser than what he was. But through this experience of being uh, betrayed by his brothers, he was humble. And through his humility, he began to be willing to serve in Potiphar's house. He became trustworthy. He was a man of integrity. He was a man who was hardworking. He, He was a man of character. And it just didn't stop in Potiphar's house, but it shows us that he continued to live that life according to God's will, even while he was in prison. And his circumstances did not determine his usefulness. We see that everything that went on in the prison, Joseph was in charge of. Everybody listened to Joseph. He had a position of influence in people's life. And we have to realize that the things that we go through, we still are useful in God's sight. We should not give up on what God has done in our life. We should not throw in the towel because we find ourselves in difficult situations and circumstances. But we have to know and trust that God is able to work through us even despite what we go through. Circumstances don't limit the ability of God to love us neither do they inhibit his ability to use us. Everything, again, was under Joseph's power and authority. He even said back in Potiphar's house that people, I have more power and authority than Potiphar does in his own house. Mm -hmm. And just like he had that same power and authority in Potiphar's house, he also had the same power and authority given to him by God in the prison. And many times people feel when they are in prison, they are useless. The cry of depression is that no one loves you. That no one needs you. That no one will miss you. That cry is the boldest of lies. No matter the depth of our pain and personal imprisonment, you matter to God. You matter to the body of Christ. You matter to your family. You matter to this world that you live in. Your circumstances don't dictate or determine your usefulness. We should know that God is so powerful and mighty that he can use you in the midst of your imprisonment. As I was reading this portion of scripture, I was reminded of a modern day example of someone who could be used while they were in prison. In California, there's a street gang known as the Crip. Stanley Tukey Williams was one of the originators of this street gang and he went around terrorizing eventually the community and selling drugs and killing people and eventually he was in prison. But during his imprisonment, he was able to turn his life around and he was able to use his influence to do great and mighty works. He went around talking to the other prisoners and telling them to live a, a more responsible life. He wrote books while he was in prison and he used that as an opportunity to tell kids about the dangers of violence. He he continued to uh, spread the word about how we should live our lives in a responsible way instead of creating havoc in the community. Because he was able, I believe, to sit down and he had some time to think about all the things that he had done and all the chaos that he had Messed up the community with He was able to take those moments In time and turn his life around And try to influence Other people Just because we find ourselves in prison We should realize That God could still use us And maybe you're not Physically in prison Maybe you're emotionally in prison Maybe you're spiritually finding yourself In prison but I'm here to let you know That despite what you find yourself in God is still able to use you. Last and final point of how we know that God has not forgotten about us. We know that our circumstances don't distinguish our gifts. What we find ourselves in doesn't determine the gifts that God gives us. God had given Joseph the gift of interpreting dreams and understanding visions. God gave Joseph a glimpse into his future. The cupbearer and the baker, we see in chapter 40, uh, they had dreams and they thought that their dream was just about their situation. But God was speaking to Joseph and revealing to him what was to come in his own life. And it's important that we pay attention to what is going on around us with people around us because we don't know whose life God will use to make us aware of what is in store for us. His brothers betrayed him, but he still had a vision. He was thrown into prison for a crime he didn't commit, but the Lord still allowed him to be able to interpret dreams and understand visions. And later on in chapter 40, we even see that the cupbearer remembered what Joseph was able to do for him, and he called him to Pharaoh, and he was able to interpret pharaoh's dreams so despite the places that joseph was despite the betrayal despite the temptation despite being in prison despite being under the pressure of interpreting pharaoh's dreams he still utilized his gifts that god had given unto him many of us we give up on the gifts that god has given to us Many of us don't use what God has given to us because we allow what we're going through to deter us from using the gifts that God has blessed us with. And we have to understand that the gifts God gives to us are not for our own benefit, but it's for God's glory. It's for lifting up the kingdom of God. It's for bringing others into a closer relationship with God and allowing the spirit of God to reign over every aspect of our life. God is able to use us despite all that we go through. We have to, a lot of times, ask ourselves the question, we ask ourselves the question, why did this happen to me? But we should ask ourselves a better question. Why did you happen to this? We should realize that God can use us even in a messy situation. No matter how jacked up it looks like, No matter how tore up it looks like, God can still use us in messy situations. Circumstances may affect our mood, but it does not define the resourcefulness of God when it comes to using a willing servant endowed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit to accomplish his good purpose. God endows us with the Holy Spirit, but we have to be willing vessels. We have to be willing kingdom disciples to do what it is that God has called us to do. Again, we should not question what God can do through us, but rather what we should question, what we believe God can do through us. So again, how do we know the Lord hasn't forgotten about us? We know that the circumstances don't indicate God's memory. We also understand that our circumstances don't limit God's ability. How do we know that the Lord hasn't forgotten about us? We know that our circumstances don't determine our usefulness. And we understand that our circumstances don't distinguish our gifts. And maybe Joseph's story isn't enough proof for you to know that God has not forgotten about you. So I'll give you a little bit more proof through God's word that God has not forgotten about any of you. We can read in Jeremiah 2011, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Or we can go back to the beginning of Jeremiah in chapter 1, verse 5. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you and made you a prophet to the nations. Or we can go further into God's word. And there's a scripture that says, I has not seen ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man what God has in store for you. I believe you all need a little bit more proof. He says, I'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding." Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And we'll backtrack to the Old Testament in Habakkuk 2 in verse 3. It says, for the revelation awaits an appointed time speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it, it will certainly come and will not delay. Or maybe you need to hang on to the scripture of Isaiah 55 and 11. It says, so it is my word that goes from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Or maybe you need to hold on to Numbers 23 and 19. It says, God is not human, that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? Proverbs 16 and 3 says commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. So we have a great deal of evidence of God not forgetting about us. Or maybe those things are not prevalent in your life. But we can hold on to the scripture of John 3.16. It lets us know that God so loved the world. That he was willing to give his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. We have a savior who came through 42 generations. He came to show us the way to live. He came to take his place on the cross. So that we can be reconciled unto God. He came so that we could have life and life more abundantly or maybe Jesus isn't enough for you maybe you need to hold on to the song that says be not dismayed whatever betides, beneath his wings of love abide God will take care of you and maybe that song is not for you but you can remember what your grandmother said and you can realize that he woke me up this morning that he started me on our way And that my God is worthy to be praised. And if I wonder if there's anybody in the house today who's willing to give God some praise. I wonder if there's anybody here on today who's willing to recognize what God has done in your life. I wonder if there's anybody here on today who realized that God has not forgotten about you. That he still has your best interest at heart. That despite the situations and circumstances of life that you go through, That the Lord is with you. That he'll give you favor in your life. And all you have to do is be a willing vessel. And allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. So that God can use you in a mighty way. So we thank God and we praise God on today. For loving us the way that he does. And all of us can look back over our life. And we can see where God has brought us from. And we can look at all the things that God has brought us through. And we should give God praise on today because he's a mighty good God. He's an awesome God. He's a wonderful God. He's a glorious God. And he is worthy to be praised. We trust that today's message has been inspiring and uplifting. Be sure to tune in next time for more of Kingdom Living. May God richly bless you.